Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the nineteenth installment in our twenty-one part series covering all the twenty-one new cardinals announced by Pope Francis during his Sunday Angelus on July 9th. The consistory will take place on Saturday, September thirtieth. Agostino Marchetto was born on August 28, 1940, in Vincenza, located in the Veneto region of northeastern Italy. Let's get this out of the way at the start, so those who aren't great at calculating dates aren't at a disadvantage. Being born in 1940 puts Agostino comfortably over 80 today. In fact, he's 83, which means he's a cardinal-elect, but he will never be a cardinal elector in a papal conclave, with the current rules, as cardinals automatically lose their elector status when they turn 80. In short, this is why today's cardinal is appearing at the back of the list, behind even a humble priest. If you'll recall, one challenge I made for myself was figuring out why the cardinals are listed in the order they appear in the announcement. It's certainly not alphabetical, nor is it by age. The biggest factor I can tell for why the final three are where they are is age-based, being that they're all over 80 and will therefore never serve as cardinal electors in the current system. Indeed, even the very first announcement during Pope Francis's July 9th Angelus has them listed in a separate group from the rest. The rest of the order seems to be tied to their relative ecclesiastical rank. Cardinals who are heads of dicasteries get listed first. Prevost, Gugarati and Fernandez, followed by the Nuncios, Cherig and Pierre. Then, outside the Curia, we have Patriarch Pierre Battista Pizzaballa, outclassing everyone, both with his patriarchal rank and his 10 out of 10 name, followed by a slew of archbishops, being the bread and butter of the cardinal candidates. Brislin, Rossi, Rueda Aparicio, Rige, Mula, slash Ameyu, Kobo Canal, Rugamba. From what I can tell, the order within that is based off the Latin name of the various countries in question. After that come the standard bishops, Francis, Chow, Bustillo, and Aguiar. Sebastian Francis of Malaysia leading that group is a bit of a puzzler if name of the country is key, but I suspect it has something to do with him being the current serving head of the National Bishop Conference that gives them something of a boost in diplomatic precedence. And at the tail end of the cardinal electors, the non-bishop, rector-major of the Salesians, Father Fernandez Artime, who we discussed yesterday. Which leads us back to Agostino Marchetto as the next on the list. Like every cardinal we've discussed, there are historical exceptions, but like every living cardinal, Agostino did become a priest. In his case, one for his home diocese of Vicenza. He entered the Holy See's diplomatic service in 1968, a few years after his 1964 ordination, and served as pronuncio to Madagascar and Mauritius, then pronuncio again to Tanzania, and then full-on nuncio to Belarus. As a standard for nuncios, he was made a titular archbishop in 1985 when he started all that. The new millennium found him hobnobbing with UN delegates in connection with various food and agricultural initiatives, and in 2001, 
he hit a new high point in his career, being made the secretary for the Pontifical Council for the Pastoral Care of Migrants and Itinerant People, a post which he held until his retirement in 2010 at the age of 70, which is somewhat early for curial folks, but is apparently fairly normal for nuncios, according to John Allen Jr., who, as I've previously mentioned, I'm happy to defer to. In the end, you get the sense that Archbishop Marchetto didn't necessarily love his curial work and was happy to step back and focus on other things he wanted to do. Well, actually, more like just one other thing he wanted to do. Write. Especially to write on the history of the Second Vatican Council, something he had already started doing with a 700-page book published in 2005. Now, Vatican News, yes, that's an official news organ of the Vatican, so you'd expect they have this right. Vatican News's bio of Archbishop Marchetto says Marchetto, quote, for Pope Francis is the greatest hermeneutic of the Second Vatican Council, end quote. So considering that, it certainly does seem to be Marchetto's work as a historian that has him getting his late-blooming red hat. So, briefly, what is Marchetto's interpretation, his hermeneutic, to use that somewhat obscure but also fairly standard term for a specific type of interpretation of a set of texts, in this case the text being the collective work of the Second Vatican Council? Well, quote, I see Vatican II in continuity with all the ecumenical councils, not as a shooting star, but as part of a constellation, though having some of its own characteristics. Hence, it does not constitute a break, a sort of a birth of a new church. End quote. So that, in a nutshell, is the interpretation of the council that Pope Francis favors, which can't be too much of a surprise, really. Those who see it as a rupture either hate the council or hate the past. Unlike the other new cardinals we've discussed so far, it is not likely that Pope Francis will assign any new duties to Archbishop Marchetto, though of course his new red hat and titular church will give him access to more functions should he choose to participate, as older cardinals often still do. They may not be able to vote in conclave, but they certainly can, and do, still have an influence. The elevation of a person after they turn 80 is often interpreted as a bit of an awkward gesture, with the question of why they weren't elevated earlier, you know, when they could conceivably have still voted in a papal election, always being a fair one. But the elevation is certainly still, nonetheless, an honor, and it's certainly a sign of Pope Francis favoring the Cardinal-elect's hermeneutic of continuity, an interpretation that Pope Francis's predecessor, Pope Benedict, shared. For all the discussion of their disagreements, and there has been much such discussion, Francis and Benedict also agreed on much. In any event, not to labor the point, but just to note for consistency and clarity, even after he is officially elevated on September 30th, Cardinal Agostino Marchetto will not be eligible to vote in future conclaves unless there is some change to the rules, which isn't impossible but also isn't likely, as he turned 80 in 2020. That's enough for today. There's plenty more to discuss about the Cardinal-elect, and we may well get another longer-format episode on him down the line, as this episode is part of Cardinal Numbers, our ongoing series where we discuss and eventually rate and rank all the Cardinals of the Catholic Church. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. <laughs>